This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 postgame podcast coming to you after Baylor's 95-91 to win. Man, what a game. I'm here joined by Jared Hamby, Hambone on the board. Uh, that was a, a stressful game for a fan, but I, I tell you, like, like the Auburn game, high-level basketball, a fun game to watch, and uh, whether you win or lose, it's going gonna, it's gonna to really help you. But, hey, it's better to win those than lose them, and the Bears you know, did, did the right things down the stretch. I want to start off by talking about um, – and we came into this year thinking the defense would be a lot better. That's to be determined. I think it's better than last year for sure. But, man, the offense just continues to operate. It's such a high level. It's insane. Like, the efficiency on the offensive end is just out of this world. And Ray J. Dennis is a big part of that. Obviously, coaching is a big part of that. Jalen Bridges had a terrific game. Langston Love. So much praise can go around. But, uh, Jared, what are your uh, takes overall? Well, since you brought it up, uh, death, taxes, and Scott Drew top 20 offensive efficiency, I believe you like to say. Right. But this is going to be more like a top five offensive efficiency team, right. it looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what what, did, what were we from three today? We were 42% on the season. We didn't have – where did we go today? 14, 14 for 25. 25. 56%. So – I mean, you know, when it updates, we could be close to number one in the nation in three-point percentage right now. Right. You know, the, the the one shooting bad shooting game we had, we only took nine threes. And the John Brown game doesn't really count on most national stats. So right. we're looking – I mean, you know, a lot of people were wringing their hands about – in the offseason and even after the season had started about if this was going to be – if we had enough outside shooting. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like we have plenty. And uh, this, we could have a lot of the same uh, similar questions as last year uh, about the defense, which, you know, we have a rim protector. And I think, you know, we have overall, we have better athletes who maybe even play just a notch harder than we did last year, too, as well. But uh, the results haven't been much better so far. Yeah. Um, and I think I talked to Alvin Brooks about this on a podcast I did with him this past week. I think a lot of it is playing together. I, I hope and, and I'm optimistic that the defense will be really good in February and March. The defenses tend to be, you know, offenses tend to get better as the season goes along, obviously. But um, I, I do think that, you know, it's it's just continuity playing together, communication. You can see there was a lot of communication breakdowns. And, you know, I think Josh and Eve continue to get reps. They'll be better uh, yeah. with their post-defense. But, um, you know, it's it's not been as good as I expected. Uh, yeah, you know, well, you know I, I think we've got certainly got better pieces. You've got a nun where you've got, you know, right. an elite or on-ball defender. You've got Missy, Misu's a, a, a legit rim protector, you know, and we got Bridges and a couple other guys. Walters, you know, are pretty def definitely plus defenders. So the pieces are there. And like you said, um, you know, if it's a cohesion thing, that's a lot more fixable than a talent issue or right. a length issue or – you know, a quickness issue, something like that. So I, I definitely think the, you know, the ingredients are there to have a top, you know, 20, maybe 25 to 30 type of D, which with our offense looks like it would, you know, would be plenty to get us where we would want to go. Um, it would be nice if we could get the D more in the 15-ish, 20 range, but I don't know if that's going to be in the cards. But, um, you know, you can outscore people in basketball too, so it doesn't really matter how you hit the points. So. <laughs> Yeah, 95 points will win a lot of ball games. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, you know, I think what's interesting is, you know, first of all, Florida is probably 
much better than people realize that Zion oh, Poland, you know, he didn't play in the Virginia game. They're only lost yep. uh, before this ga- this uh, this game. And he yeah, was, this is only his third third game, and he's he coming off really the bench. Uh, I yeah. think they started him today. Yeah, and he had come off the bench for the first two games, but he's really I mean, good. between him and Clayton, yeah, the the Richard kid is is a good player, but he's limited. Like he's yeah. more like a spot shooter. He's not a great athlete. Uh, I think um, it looks like they may have made a transition more to featuring Poland more and Clayton more as like two point guards playing together and playing off each other more. And right. Richard was kind of taking the third wheel there. And then you got Cug- Kugel, Kugel, so. however you na- say his name. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kugel has had a cold shooting start to the season. So I'm not surprised he kind of, you know, had a little game where he balanced it out 10 for 20, four for six from three, one free throw. Um, you know, the kid, uh, Sam Vicini, I has him number 29 on right. his first mock that he put out after the season had started. So, I mean, the guy's highly thought of. He's a fringe, fringe first-rounder, probably a top, you know, 40, 45-ish type pick. Um, yeah. 6'5", guard. You know, they've got pieces, Samuel. Ta- like, yeah, Samuel's one of the best bigs in the country. For yeah. Seton, he was right. pretty good at the, at uh, Seton Hall, yep. I believe. Played there four years and was starter for the last couple of seasons there. And... Clayton was incredible at Iona. His game is transferred over. They've got a couple decent bench pieces there with the Aberdeen. He was a nice looking athlete. And right. uh, Condon was big, you know, 6'11, 230. That kid's a freshman. I mean, this team's going to get better as the season goes. This, they're going to win a lot of games. You know, they're going to lose some games because the top of the SEC is for real. The top half of that conference is as good as, as ours is pretty much. It's, um, uh, they got a, a bunch of good teams. And, um, yeah, I mean, we, we were talking before we started rolling the pod. You know, Arkansas is probably not going to be in that discussion. They may miss the tournament. I mean, their their backs are against the wall, especially having to go through the uh, the SEC this year. Yeah, I think um, I I don't think they have the most friendly schedule either. It's not really bad, but I was looking the other day. I don't know. Ken Palm's got them going nine and nine now, which would be you know probably be enough to barely get him in. But I don't know. I mean, they're sitting at number 50 in, in efficiency. So, yeah, uh, Tremont Mack know, got four. taken out on a stretcher, one of their best players. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, you know what? Oh, man. Yeah, they're probably cooked. Yeah. I mean, you got he, Al- Alabama, at point, Tennessee. At one point, he had 32 points tonight when they were losing by like 15. Yeah. Nobody was doing anything else. And he had only missed two shots. Yep. He was 13, 13 for 15, I think. Yeah. And they were getting killed. So you lose that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. Yeah, and, and like uh, you said, yeah, I mean, we don't want to see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we don't want to talk too much about the SEC, but I yeah. mean, you're, Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn's Alabama's good. Alabama's got the number one offense in the nation. Tennessee's got the number one defense in the nation. Mississippi right now. I mean, State's good. <laughs> Kentucky's obviously going to be good. We know A and M's tough. I mean, there there's there's a lot of good teams in the SEC. You know, it's it's there's a lot of bad teams near the bottom of the conference, including Missouri. <laughs> I guess, man. Yeah, they're, they're off to a rough start, but. um you know the the top of the league is really good, and uh, you know, like you said, this is a great win. And I think it's going to you know really bode well come come March. I think the, these two wins against these SEC teams. I mean, Scott Drew pretty much owns the SEC in general. Oh, we've been killing them, and and I mean to win both of those games is really huge. I mean, we're probably around you know sixty five sixty five percent to win them each game. You right. know, you're you're we're supposed to probably split those games, right. so. I mean, right now we, you know, have banked, you know, an extra Q1 win, uh, won yet another holiday tournament title, which, yeah. what is that, five or six or something in the last 
I think I think they said we've won five of the last six years. Seven. We've won the yeah, holiday tournament. Seven. Yeah. I was gonna say maybe five of seven, six. I didn't. Or maybe hear it's six out of seven. Back. Yeah. I, so I so it may be six out of seven now tune, because I just tune everything Fran says out. <laughs> I don't even listen anymore. So I I, I if, when I I miss little factoids like that sometimes. Well, it's not, yeah, I mean, interesting game because obviously you're two young freshman phenoms get in foul trouble and don't wow. really play and much at all. And he didn't bring them back. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need to talk about that. I'm kind of surprised he didn't bring Jacoby in when they needed free throw shooting at the end. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, we have such a nice piece of, of veteran players. Right. Um, and you saw what Nunn did there with two intense presses. He broke them pretty right. well. The one we barely got over, but he did a night. They had him. And he squeezed out of there and got the pass off, I think, to Love, who got it across. And then on the next one, he just straight broke it down, and we got it up to JB, and he got fouled. Those were huge. In recent years, even with some of our you know, good teams, they weren't very good against the press. Yeah. You know? And uh, that was – I thought I thought uh, Drew specifically went to none in that spot. Um, it looked like we were like, okay, they're going to press us. We're getting the ball to Jaden. And, and I found that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we you know, because he's, he's a better athlete than Ray. He's J. got the quick burst. And, yeah. I mean, Ray J played one of the best games I've seen in a Baylor uniform in the second half. I mean, oh, holy crap. Man. He was just absolutely phenomenal. We'll get there too. But he is more like a back to the basket spin, spinning around. He's like, kind of like Jalen Pickett last year was for Penn state almost where I can see why you would even though he was playing such a great game, he's turnover prone more, I think, than none, and none's athleticism is better against the press. I just thought it was a really interesting decision there. So, yeah, and 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 one thing I want to say about um, Ray J, I was I, I played pickup basketball with a guy that played at Utah, and played with Andre Miller, and we were talking about uh, this this morning. He he's like, man, on, Andre Miller was not a great athlete, and he just had such upper body strength. Yeah, that's that he, a good one. That he could just like get his shoulder into you and hit those off balance shots, you know. and his court vision was so incredible. I was like, man, that is the perfect comparison for Ray J. Yeah, he, I mean Miller, I think had a little bit of a better body and was a little more talented, but I mean, you know, he's no Andre Miller, but that is a actually, that is a you know, as far as the he's a poor man's Andre Miller. That's right. a really good, really good comparison actually, and I hadn't thought of that one yet. Yeah, I mean, just his ability to like you know, navigate through screens and, you know, see the court, you know, he's, he's, he's six, two, but he's probably closer to six, three longer wingspan guy. Yeah. I mean, he and makes a couple well, messy, you know, sloppy yeah, turnovers. And, and but. We, I was about to say, you know, some of the turnovers, but, um, you know, he's got to clean up the lobs, but then, you know, <clears throat> when we needed it at the end, he fired one oh, off of nowhere to yeah. Josh and got the foul. I mean, you know, he made the play. Yep. And that, so, I mean, you can, you know, and he's had a few that have connected perfectly with me, and I'm sure they just tear it up and practice with that stuff. And, but you get in the game and it's a little different. And I mean, uh, but before you know, he, we, he, he's, he's super close to being exactly what we expected him to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's going to be he's clean all up conference. Two or three plays a game. Right. And he's exactly what we expect him to be, which is maybe the best player in the conference. And I mean, right. he took absolutely, he took that game over. I mean, it could be, I don't want to be too much of a homer, but I mean, it could be a toss up of between Walter and Dennis for, you know, possibly the big 12 player of the year. Dickinson's going to rack up the stats and maybe sure. win it, but I'm just, I'm not being a homer. Those two guys are, I'll take them over anybody in the league. Yeah. They're really good. And we got, we, we have to talk about Jonathan, you know, he, um, 
was active on the glass. You know, he, he hits the huge three. I think the game was tied when he hit that three. I think they had cut it to two. Okay. I think it was like eight or ten down to two. Yep. And it was looking kind of bleak, and he popped one off. And then Jalen Bridges um, comes back and hits a three the next possession. And oh, you know what? It was tied. Because he extended. Jalen extended it to Jaylen's six. Because Jalen's was yes. six. It, his, his was before Jalen, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking it was at a different – yeah. So he – played nine minutes and he, he pulled down one rebound and got it stripped. But other than that, he was actually pretty valuable. You know, he hit a three, had four rebounds. Um, he did what he needed to do in a game where we, we had foul trouble. Um, and, you know, t- to have it come a day after he was announced that he was feeling added soreness. I mean, people were posting that, you know, he might never play again type right. stuff. And it wasn't, <laughs> and that wasn't an absurd take. I mean, you know who knows what what he was going through when you when you hear he can't play yesterday because of knee soreness. That's a red, big red flag, and then he comes out and contributes in a huge win. I mean, that was super. I'm sure the team is very emotional about that. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought Josh was really good today. I thought he played really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really, he does. That's exactly what we need from the backup big seven and five. Yep. Two for two from the field. Three for four from the line. That's perfect. No turnovers. You know. I mean. Love gave us, I mean, exactly love, yeah. what we need. Love, love, love really str- saved us, I think, because because when we were struggling, when they were coming, I mean, we never struggled. And the, and, but in the first half, is he really? Yeah. I think he put up like a quick eight points that really, you know, right. kind of. It's, it's like, oh, okay, we're balling now. Here comes Love, you know, and that's exactly what we need him to be. And um, make great know, five, decisions. I mean, he five made... or six on the line. Yeah, only one turnover for as much as he was. You know, twenty nine minutes. Yeah, and sixteen points and only one turnover right. is. You know, you gotta love that from him. Yeah, um, he was so. terrific. Um, we had a lot of guys that played their their roles. You know, Walter and Bridges. Yeah, but we got we got to mention Bridges. I mean, he almost put together a perfect stat line. You'd like to see him rebound more. I I, I think he needs to all season. He hasn't been rebounding yeah. as much. He's kind of deferring to Missy owning the space down there. We need him. Um, we need him to be. He's still. He's still. I noticed. I think his offensive rebound rate is still the same, but he's just his defensive rebounds is, is like off a cliff. Right. But the five assists um, was great. You know, got a block. Uh, only I think one. He's turnover. averaging like you know four rebounds a game. He needs to get it up more to maybe six. I agree with that. Yep. Yeah, but overall, I mean, what a, what a beautiful win on uh, Thanksgiving weekend, and uh, after the disappointment that has been football, the Bears basketball yeah. team continues to deliver a lot oh, of joy. You know, to fans. I wanted to mention, even though Nunn had another game where you know he he's had one of these before. I think, yeah, you know, the first game of the season was pretty similar. You know, he's one for eight from the field. Um, but he, you know, he had four rounds, four assists and 33 minutes, played great D zero turnovers. And he had that one play at the end of the game where he missed the jumper and then was, had made a really heady play to cut off and get his feet set in front of, I think it was Kugel and, and he, draw, he, he yes. drew a travel, yes. which is super rare. Right. He induced the travel by owning the space just in time and it was just a brilliant defensive play. Yeah. And he has, um, it's three games now where he has shown a penchant for making a, just an absolute monster defensive play at the end of the game. And I think his, his, his defensive IQ might be special. You know, I mean, we haven't seen all that much of him. I saw a decent amount of VCU. I knew he was good. You know, we heard he was maybe the best or second best defender in that league when he was in the portal and he's living up to that. I mean, he's, he's really good. Yeah, I agree. I, the, being, I'm nitpicking a little bit, but I did notice that on straight line drives, I thought he played good position defense, but he had a couple taller guards for Florida 
just kind of overpower him, you know, at yeah. the rim. Uh, but that's, definitely. you know, that's because he's 6'2". I mean, I mean they, they list him yeah. at 6'4", but he's 6'2". Yeah, that's what I, yeah, he's definitely not 6'4". Um, but, I mean, Florida's got dudes. They right. got multiple dudes. Right. I mean, you know, but yeah, I, I did notice that. He got, he did get, you know, owned a couple times, but. And you know, Jacoby has got some nice pieces. Yeah, Jacoby, you know, obviously only eleven points, but um sixteen minutes though. Eleven and five. It's pretty eleven good. and five in sixteen minutes. Yeah. I mean, had some bad a couple bad turnovers, you know, but that's that's not that unusual for a freshman in these type of games, but he's just so good. Yeah. And I, I do think it, it's interesting. I know Drew just kind of sometimes goes with the hot hand, you know, guys that have been playing and have, yeah, I want you know, to talk about that. But yeah, I mean, it's um, I was a little surprised they didn't come back in. At sure, the four, I mean, those are those mark. are our at the end of the season. Those are the guys that are you know right. going maybe top ten and then maybe maybe first round depending on how it shakes out. Messi, I mean, and they're yeah. both on the bench and for the for the you know most most of the end of the game. I don't think Messi came back, did he? But Walter came back just for a little bit. But then again, uh, Scott Drew's a Hall of Fame coach, and you and I aren't. Yeah, so. <laughs> well, I mean, we we were we were playing well without them. Right. Um, we went, you know, we were extending the lead from six to ten, eight to ten, six to you know, it, it never was really too much in doubt there. And Ray J was just kind of in full control, and I think um, he wanted to go with experience, and um, you know, not that we should ever question him, but I definitely was like, hmm. Are they not, you know, are they not going to go back in? Okay. You know, I, <laughs> but it, it worked. We won. Yeah. We have so many, you know, weapons. I mean, D'Antoine was a little rough today. He didn't have a really yeah, good stretch. Yeah, he, he had an off game. But. I thought Miro, Miro did something that I thought was really impressive. There was a loose ball, and I thought a couple of our guys were ball watching, and Miro just kind of threw his body at it. It was like a defensive rebound. I don't know if yeah. you remember this play. No, I missed it. I had a couple times where I was uh, catching up and on from live, and I missed it. You know, I missed like a few plays. I, I think I missed him. Okay. Well, it, it was it was impressive. Just to, you know, like the physicality that he that he brought yeah. to that play. I I really thought for most of the game, Florida kind of took it to us from a physical standpoint. They. I thought they out hustled us a little bit. They beat us up on the glass. Um, I don't think there will be too many games where that happens. Maybe it's we were tentative because we had some fouls, got some guys in foul trouble. I think that's probably a big portion of it. Uh, but um, you know, it, it doesn't matter. We won. Uh, Baylor won. But uh, I, I just think that um, you know we're gonna have to play probably with with oh, a yeah, higher that, level I mean, of intensity against the Michigan State and the Dukes. Yeah, and those, I mean, that's something that could come back to bite us in conference play, right? Where you know teams are similarly, you know, big and athletic like Florida is, and have you know multiple guys going. But I mean, they're they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams in the nation. You know, we knew that coming in. So, you know, I was I was definitely a little disappointed by how many times they got multiple chances on, you know, one possession. They yeah. got three or four shots way yeah. too many times. Yeah. Um, all right, Ken Palm's Bush. updated. We're now number two in offensive efficiency. Oh, wow! Number forty-six <laughs> defensively. Number three oh, in three-point yeah, efficiency. It, it moved this time of year. You know, if you play a good team and have, you know, big results one way or the other, you're gonna you're gonna get a big swing on the adjusted right. O and D. Just because, you know, there's just not many data points where a Baylor plays a Florida. You know, two teams like that. So they they count a lot right now. Um, we're number 11, Ken Palm, uh, after the result 
Yeah, we lost a tiny amount of efficiency just because the uh, the system likes uh, defense a little better than it does offense. Right. So when you you know the teams that have really good defenses and terrible offenses like a Rutgers or somebody like that along the way, they rank higher in Kim Palm than the the teams that have similarly good offenses and bad defenses. I've yeah. noticed that over, yeah. over the years. So even though we won by exactly what we should have won by we did take a just this tiny hit because our offense went up and our defense went down that makes sense right right but it was i mean they were talking the the, the smallest negligible we went from 23.8 something to 23.7 something i mean you know nothing but yeah oh. look who's right behind us at byu they play again tonight and they're just right right there yeah, Crazy. yeah, they, yeah, uh, it is. I don't know. If they're they're good. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> they. I I watched a lot of that San Diego State game. They're ter- they're actually terrifying, is what they are. <laughs> uh, I am so scared of that team. I'm glad you know we'll have a decided athletic advantage, maybe. But I'm the way they move the ball and shoot the ball. Uh, yeah, especially the road game up there is really scary. Uh, yeah, they are extremely connected, and they're long and they can shoot it and they their can shoot defensive it from, stats or they can shoot really, it from yeah. far away. They, right. they, they, they shoot 30 footers and they go in. It's like, okay, th- that team is absolutely terrifying. Uh, I did not see that coming. Uh, they did have a nice turnaround last year after a, a bad start and they, you know, they, they returned everybody. I remember you know, last year they were five and five. They lost to number 297 South Dakota. I remember tweeting a guy, a BYU fan. I was like, "Are you guys going to fire your coach before you come to the Big 12? Because you cannot, you cannot bring this product into this league. Like, what, what is going on?" Right. And he was like, "No, you know, we have a lot of young guys. You know, we trust him. He, you know, he was smart, and he gave me a good answer. And I was like, okay, sure. And then the next game, they went out and they beat, you know, or they lost another one, but then they beat Creighton on a neutral court, right. and they beat Utah, and then they, you know, they turned it around there for a while but they ended up only seven and nine in conference but yeah i was i was i was literally going to like give up on the program and they just kind of did a 180 so yeah oklahoma's been a surprise too good win for them today they got i beat put a I, I put some bets on them so i watched most of that game and was very happy with the end result um they have way more athleticism than he upgraded big time and they had you know they had a couple guys on the team last year that were athletic that have their skills are better now so that otegua Owe or whatever that guy's a problem man on both ends he's a really good right uh two-way player and milos uzan is was a freshman good looking freshman last year who's gotten a lot better he added some no-name pieces from the portal that are playing well um i mean they're they're up to 23 and Ken Palm, they've got two A wins in the last two days, two good chances of being, you know, Q1s. And, you know, they're projected to go 10 and 8 Big 12, which is, you know, nobody had – some people had them down at 12, 13th oh, yeah. and talking, talking about Moser, you know, being fired. Right. And then, and, and then Houston. Anywhere. Yeah, Houston's um... – you know, projected to win the league right now by by uh, Ken Palm. I don't, I don't think that's going to hold. I, I I think they have flaws. I think they're like us last year. Now they're playing so, really good defense right now, obviously. But uh, we'll see. They they got they got Xavier on the road next Friday. Yeah, 
they're doing pretty much exactly what I thought they would be doing. So I'm not like wowed by them, but they're just, you know, they're, they're really good. They're consistently good. They, they have, I mean, more probably than maybe any program in the nation, they have an identity and they play to it. Right. And they're doing it again. So I'm not surprised at all. Uh, I'm surprised that they bulked Cryer up though. He looks they I mean he, they jacked him up and he's listed ten pounds heavier on Ken Palm, so I knew my eyes weren't deceiving me. Right. Uh, he they must have he must have been running with weights on on the track or something. I don't know. <laughs> but but well, you know, his dad his good. dad's a bigger you know football player's brother's football player. So I oh I, yeah that's I right that's right the genetics are there. I, I'm not too surprised about that. But uh, and, and then you know the. Um, TCU is kind of a question mark. We, they don't play anybody he, until they TCU until looks real. I mean, they're 27th in efficiency. They're not playing anybody, right. like you said. But, I mean, they started at 30, so they're not exactly, right. you know, setting them. They're doing what they should be doing. Um, they, they're a joke, to be honest, though. You got to, like, what's going on with the schedule? Like, <laughs> I mean, a veteran team. I, I mean, that's, how many, that's Dixon's weird. been there. He's been there so long. He's been there. <laughs> He's got his team. He's got his guys. They're good, and you're still scheduling like this. Like if, I mean, you, if you go seven and eleven, yeah, or yeah, and 10, and that's what I was just about to say. Give I mean, this, the margin of you error could cost you know? yourself, yeah. uh, maybe a bid or at least two full seeds by right. not playing like three Q one games. Yeah, I it, mean, if they lose to Clemson, and then, and then you know, then they is that I think that's a tournament where they can also play two more games behind it. Okay, and they, that makes sense. I think there actually are. I think there's a uh, I think FAU maybe is okay. or no, that was no that was A and M I was A and M had FAU in their tournament obviously because they played today right. but no they, I looked at it I looked at it up I'm not gonna look it up again but they, they have another chance to get another Q one in there okay I don't think it's guaranteed or anything but yeah 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 it is kind of interesting though but but the Bears are in great shape I think I like their chances to win this league and and obviously getting these two big wins on neutral courts are huge we we got a lot of big tests ahead. Seton Hall's not going to be easy and uh No, they're 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 playing fine, you know. They're not doing anything special, but they're playing like a 50ish type of team. Yeah, you got to play. You got to play pretty well to beat them. I mean, you can't you can't just sleepwalk through that game uh like Duke tried to do today with their opponent, but uh and then obviously Michigan State and Duke are going to be tough. Even though Michigan State has three losses, we know that they're going to be they're battle tested. They're in these games. They're competing. You know, it's yeah. It's, they, it's gonna be a hard. They could have easily beat Arizona, and that yes. would have you know been a super impressive win. The way Arizona started not to play. Right. I was just looking up. Iowa is about to beat Seton Hall, um, which you know isn't too surprising. Right. That was a coin flip, though. They're losing by um, nine points. It's about to be over. So that's yeah. gonna ding them a little bit. They're they're definitely not a tourney team. They might make the NIT if they win enough games in right. conference, but right. Anyways, uh, we got Cornell, who is yeah, sneaky good for the opener. Cornell, you know, there. that's another one too. Good point. Yeah, we got we got some Can't tests. Forget about Cornell before we. Uh, no, they're up to number one hundred two. Yep, from one thirty up about thirty spots. You know, they only lost an away game. They, it's a Q two. George Mason at yeah. George Mason's yep. Q two. You know, they they could they could give us a little that type of team that you know it plays smart and cuts right and makes those all those back cuts and stuff they can kind of confuse us sometimes i feel like anyway don't sleep on cornell guys oh it's yeah no be an a, opener. Lot, a lot of yeah I'm, I'm glad we got them when we do and not earlier in the season because i think by that time our chemistry yeah will be the really d good. will be more yeah, connected right yeah right. we, we, we got to get the d more connected that was our you know 
our biggest issue last year was the D was not connected, but well, some of it was physical problems. Right. Um, this year, I don't think we really have the physical limitations, but we're definitely not there yet on the connectivity. So yep. I think I think the outlook is much better. I mean, this team's got the ceiling to cut the nets down. I mean, it yeah. would have, things would have to go right and, you know, stay healthy and get a decent draw. What well, you know, not, But this is one of the, you know, 10 to 12 teams that can cut the nets down. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I think we said that a few times last year at the beginning of the season and when we weren't quite sure it was still true and we were still saying it and it probably wasn't true. And I think we're it's almost the opposite now where it's like we know we have that feeling and I know it's true, you know, even if I'm, you know, that's like, yeah. you're definitely are one of the teams that can win it. So last year we weren't, even though we might've still been saying it after we got, you know, blown out by Marquette and Virginia and when in hindsight, that was like, you know, there was the, the team last year did not have that type of ceiling. Right. Oh, they actually, I guess when Duke, uh, went final uh they adjusted ken palm has number 10 now duke fell to number oh 12. yeah that makes yeah. sense because they what they ended up winning by uh that game was they uh, won by 80, 80 to 62 but i think they won they by were, 18 they were but 37 or something yeah like that. because yeah. yeah they're 330 it was right. yeah yep i mean they missed they missed it by about you know almost 20 points that's a pretty big miss they go to arkansas next wednesday which i think they'll win that uh maybe substantially if if uh, mark is out yeah arkansas, if mark but... is somehow not hurt they you know that, that'll be a good game right. but if not i doubt it i doubt it will be a good game right you know that that's a, that's a tough place to play and they are they got a deep team with athletes and i haven't gotten my eyes on them too much this year just because i've kind of blown them off i'm not really too interested in them but so but yeah <laughs> i think duke will win that one yeah well, hey, listen, uh, we've gone 30 minutes. Thank you for doing this. You've been listening to a Sikkim 365 post-game podcast. Ashley Hodge, Jared Hamby, after Baylor's 95-91 win over Florida to take the NIT preseason championship. Sikkim Bears. Sikkim Bears.